Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. Yo. Hey, friends. Welcome back, y'all. Yay! If you are joining us again after pressing play a couple times, <laughs> welcome back. I'm sorry. I botched that entry. I really had it in my mind how I wanted it to sound. And you know what? It didn't actually transpire the way I thought. Oh, well, you know, after three years, you know. It, you know, one of happened. these days I'm going to get it down, but apparently not today. Well, let's reintroduce. We did it on the Instagrams. Let's do we it today. Did. I'm I'm Shannon Kessler, and we are your hosts for the Crazy Zen Life Podcast, where we talk about all things, really all topics, nothing's off the table. Um, We always have a seat for you in our closets, virtually, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're just really glad you're here, and you know, it's just like having a good conversation with your girlfriends, just shit that you're going to talk about that you're like, yes, nobody else needs to understand it. You don't really need to over-explain it to anybody. We get you, and that's the kind of conversations that we have. And if we don't get you, we're here to listen to you. Exactly. We have a spot for you. Full show, full show. And speaking of friendships, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes. Um, What do we got, Britt? It's a hot topic. Hot takes. Hot takes on friendship. It is the number one thing that we get asked about. Um, And not just like, how do you do it? It's basically about like how our relationship works. Um, I laugh about it sometimes. I'm like, well, we're very codependent and in a very healthy way. Um, but in two that we've learned to pull back, push forward, spread wings, come together. It's, it's very much push, pull, push, pull sometimes. And then I don't know, it's just, we have so much growth, especially over the last three years. I mean, it's been 10 years in the making, but, um, we just want to really share a lot of the ins and outs and, um, and give you tangible, big on tangible, tangible things that you can apply to your life to help you move forward in a way. And these are not bumper stickers. Some of them are, but mm-hmm. not all. I'm going to give you tangible dick tips. So will Shannon is what's worked for us. What hasn't worked for us. And, and then we can help you along because i truly feel that making friends, keeping friends and understanding friendships, especially past 30 is really tricky. Absolutely. And if for a quick, just yeah, for a quick recap, I know that we've had a lot of new friends around the podcast lately. And if you don't know Brittany and I's backstory, we were neighbors, like next door neighbors for 10 years. We've grown our families together between the two of us. We have five kids. Our husbands get along really well. Our dogs get along really well. Like we were inseparable. People would mistake us for sisters all the time, including her parents. They would get us confused. And I'm like, I didn't you didn't birth me, but I'll still answer. It's fine. <laughs> um, so we have a really great friendship and we have had that for years and years. And just recently in the past couple of months, Brittany and her family decided to move to South Florida. So we have been really navigating a new normal within our friendship. And just, we wanted to kind of share like the things that are working for us and, you know, like what's been easy, what's been hard, what's been fun and just, you know, how to pivot, so to speak in, in making a new normal. Yeah. And I think that when it did go down, <laughs> it's like an event. When the transaction like, oh, transpired, right? <laughs> you know, it was um, it was shocking to everybody because um, I didn't we didn't say anything on social media, and you know, that's, because that's where the world happens on social media. We didn't say anything for a long time, especially myself, um, because of business purposes on my husband's end. So it was like a bomb did go off in our stratosphere, and 
everybody's like, what? And everyone was really more concerned with Shannon than like my parents. <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, your parents would be fine. But what about Shannon? And I'm like, I get it. I get it. Um, and because I, you know, we didn't know how it was going to work. Um, and we're only two months in. So maybe we're still in the honeymoon period. I don't know. Um, but I do think that we've done a bomb ass job yes. of doing it. And I, and it's just been such a growth period, but I just think it just really shows you if you're intentional and you're direct and you're honest and you're, you're just ready to make a transition in the most positive way you can achieve it. One hundred all those bumper sticker words, all in one thing. My mind just almost exploded. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I get it. And it, a lot of times it just takes like your effort. It's like your grass is going to be green where you water it. So depending on your friendship and the kind of friendship you have, it's just a matter of, you know, how much energy can you put in? But I think it's also important to to speak about like what it, the, the, the space that you gift and give other people. And I think that that's where a lot of growth in relationships happen. Because if you give your friend space to be, you know, the settle in period, you know, I'm not, I wasn't hounding you every day of like, Hey, talk to me, talk to me. I need you. You know, it wasn't like that. I was checking in to make sure mentally you were okay, but like also giving you the space of like, she's got to figure out her, you know, her new footing and her new house and figure out, you know, where, where are my knives in my boxes and you know, what's going to happen with this and what's going to happen with the school and you know, all these kind of things. But I think it's important to, to really respect the space that you give your friends in order for your friendship to grow. Yes. I a hundred percent agree with that because, um, and that goes to one of my things that I'm going to talk about later is like just understanding each other more. Um, because I think sometimes, although finding friends is super tricky, going to go through that, but I think when you understand each other, you have that effort has to go into understanding. You have to put in the effort to understand the other person. I understand you. I know what you need. I know sometimes that I can't give that to you. I'm like, but you'll understand, 100%. you know? So yeah. I get the understanding back. She's like, she's going to, she's going to get me on the back end. She knows my love language. And then, you know, and then vice versa. Yeah. Um, and I think that those two things work very well together. If you're willing to put in the effort now, some clown comes down the way, you know, you want to put the effort in. I get it. Like, right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you we kind of have this saying where it's like, you don't have to um, attend every party you're invited to type thing. It's the same thing. Like you don't have to make a best friend with every new friendship that comes into your life. I mean, there are going to be people that you connect with and it feels really easy and it's fun and they can stay just like that. They don't have to morph and grow into this like lifelong bestie that, you know, you don't have to create space for that every time you make a friend or even 10 times in a friendship. Like friends are, they're going to come, they're going to go and friendships evolve over time, which is a beautiful thing. And sometimes when you outgrow a friendship, it's for the right reasons. And sometimes when, you know, friends need to exit your life, it's hard to understand why, but you know, you get the bigger picture down the road and you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. All right. Let's start breaking it down. All, All right. right. What do we got? First step. So how do we find these friends? How do we find these friends post a premium post 30, post 35? Because when we're at this age, sometimes we're married. Sometimes we might have children, maybe not, but we're in a different kind of stage in life, whatever mm -hmm. that may be. 
I think that you probably have a career of some sort. You have a direction, you have more life responsibilities. It's not like when you're in your early twenties and you think just, I mean, you feel like friends just flock to you sometimes. I feel like I just like walk out my door, I trip and I fall on like five friends. Which is true. You're very social and that happens often. (laughs) And then, and then life happens like in life, which you're supposed, that's supposed to happen. You're supposed to mature. You're supposed to grow. And through that growth, you're like, Hmm, because you start to realize Ooh, maybe these, what's my, because energy is so finite. Mm-hmm. You only have so many hours in the day. And like, where do you want to direct those hours? And so finding the right people to direct it to is paramount. So this is what I wrote down. Okay. Add in if you want, boo. Um, so I wrote finding friends is almost like dating. And I truly believe this because as I was writing down tips, I was like, shit, this is like going on a dating app. It well, really is it. I mean, is there like a tender for just friends? Like, and can I you swipe right on friends and just be like, well, this is it. I have no idea. I felt like there should be like a friend finder. Right. Like, <laughs> there's not. I'm like, this would be so good. Like I would swipe on everybody. I'm like, yeah, let's be friends. Okay. That's great. Um, but it is like swiping on an app when you meet somebody. And I thought about just like starting really small. And this is applying to my own life because it took, it just takes small activities. So like maybe going up to the pool. Um, when weather is a little chilly or maybe going to a class, um, I don't advise you to join a book club because I think those can sometimes be toxic, but you know, if that's your thing, go ahead. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I can't sign up for a book club, but whatever. Maybe if you like to read and you're quick at reading, then go for it. Then go for Brittany it. And I just, you know, we're slow readers. <laughs> we're not good at like, Hey, this needs to be done in a week. And it's like, Oh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm not answering questions, and I'm yeah. probably not gonna. Work. I'm, I'm like, usually, I'll watch yeah, and, and also not gonna read the subtext of a text through a book. I'm just usually reading like what's on the pages, not like what do you think the author really tried to convey in this relationship. I'm like, I don't know. She needed to fill page 76 through 94. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not about character growth. I'm like, I'm already concentrating my own growth. Like, I can't concentrate on Susie's. Okay, right. We're done. Um, I thought about just small interactions just go a really long way. I'm going to give an example. Um, if I, if I do meet someone like we have like this little marketplace up here and, um, it's just small little interactions that we, I would have with some of the friends that goes a long way because it's like kind of almost like an energy nurturer, but it's non-committal and it gives me enough information as I just had make those small growth movements to know if I want to move forward. And by move forward, I mean, maybe schedule a lunch or a coffee. That's my next tangible tip. Okay. The next, when you are meeting with a friend or a friend group, make the hours like finite, like make them this. So they are, that it's like a non-negotiable because sometimes you get in and you're like, I might want to get out of this almost like dating, meeting for drinks, meeting for coffee, you know, maybe meeting to walk, a walk around the park. Like those are really slow steps into where once the walk is finished, okay. And then you can decide if you want to do it again. And, you know, there might be an awkward exchange if you don't want to do it again, but it still leaves more on the table, you know? Okay, yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. okay, go ahead. I, want, I, want I was just going to say, I think a lot of what you're saying, and I know that you and your husband both came from this place of like, you both were saying as you're taking this new step forward that you're going to start saying yes mm-hmm. to everything. And with the with that, it's like, okay, you can't start something unless you say yes to it. So I think coming from a place of yes and being like, yes, I would like to go with you to do this. Yes. Mm -hmm. I would like to meet you for coffee. Yes. I would like to chat with you about, you know, what's new and all these things. So I think it's really important that you just kind of go in with that mindset of like, I'm going to say yes to more things and I'm going to say no to right now. 
That's a great point. I think that, that does that not mean you have yeah. to sign up for PTA if you if you're <laughs> not <laughs> you don't have to sign up for room parent. I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But that that's not those aren't the kind of yeses we're saying <laughs> throw around. We're saying yes to social engagements and yes to new opportunities with new people. That's what we're saying yes to. Yeah, I'm not saying sign up for every club and every Correct. organization yeah. unless that's how you vibe. Unless you feel like all of your skill sets need to be applied, and that's great. I mean, that's great, but that's just not us, and that's what I'm saying. Like, don't overdo your yeses, but just know like, you know what? I can do that. Like mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah. Um, I also said, read the energy bumper sticker term, but you know, the energy that you're attracted to. So when saying those yeses, you're like, Hmm, like, and I've had that, like I've had that before, especially in the last two months, I'm like, Ooh, and it's okay. Like not everyone's going to be your jam, but just know like, yes, the energy could change because that person might be, you know, we're coming out of COVID. Things are going to get a little wonky mm-hmm. social issues, you know, are, are on the heightened list. So, you know, give people a space, but also just know that what you're reading is most likely true and that's okay. So just told you that. Um, oh, <laughs> um, so going back to the post COVID, if someone else is a little awkward, I did say on this, like maybe give them the benefit of the doubt. Because yeah, yeah. coming out of it is kind of like, is life altering. Like I know that I have social anxiety, not on the front end, but on the back end. So I'm like all good in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I go home and I'm like, I'm having a post-traumatic stress syndrome take over. Cause I'm like, what the hell did I just say? And it could be drinking or not drinking. I'm right. like, did I, what did, was she offended by that? What did, 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 did. It was just, I second guessed everything, every interaction. So even though I'm an extrovert, I'm an introvert in high social anxiety. <laughs> Like I always say, coming down from a cocktail party is like hardcore for me. Hard to do. Yeah. 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 You go with such gusto. I mean, you're socially hungover by the time you get in your car. I know. But the next day I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm reclused. Yeah. So how would, do you have anything to add to the finding friends and like tangible tips of what you've been applying to your life? Yeah, I think, I mean, over the past couple of months, like especially during the summer, um, I did say yes to a lot more invitations. Um, I joined a tennis group and again, I, I've only played tennis maybe six times, maybe seven, and they were all this summer. So it's again, I'm <laughs> very new to all of it, um, but joined a group and I, I love it. Like they're very welcoming. They're like, listen, we all started in the same spot at some point. So I'm like, thank you, you know, and they've been great. And it, you know, now I have like a little text thread with my tennis friends and I'm like, I never in a million years would have thought I would have been in a text tennis group. Cause that's just not how I've envisioned anything I would do, but here I am and I'm loving it. Um, same thing. I got invited to play golf with some women who they're like, listen, we don't fucking know what we're doing. We just get in the golf cart and have a good time. I'm like, these are my people. I read the room on that. Like I'd been asked by certain groups and I'm like, listen, I'm new. And by new, I mean, I still don't know how to play this game. I've never played a full hold in my life. And there's one group of women that were like, oh, okay, well, when you're ready, let us know. And then the other group, the one that I'm, uh, you know, I'm on the text thread with the golf ladies. They're like, oh, hell no, it's fine. If you don't want to, you just hit the ball. And if you're like, yeah, I don't want to play the rest of this. That's cool. I'm like, these are my people. Those, those are, are my, my people. people. Exactly. It's like, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a sip and stroke. That's, that's the name of this group. And I'm like, see, I feel like I like stroke and sit better. I, I mean, I, I didn't pick it, but that uh, I'm like, this is, this is what we do. Like you just, you get in, you go, there's no pressure. And I'm like, and, and it's been fun. I mean, and that's the kind of energy that kind of, 
you know, in friendships that feel good and feel, you know, fun to be connected with. And I've noticed it, it kind of trickled down into my kids over this summer too, because they saw, you know, my, myself and my husband talking to more people um, at our club than we would normally talk to. And they're starting to make more friends with like, you know, kind of branching out. So I'm like, this is really great. Like, I just love that everybody is being, you know, more open and saying more yeses and, you know, just jumping in, so to speak with both feet. I'm like, this is great. I love it. You know, but maybe before you jump in, like no expectations of yourself. Yeah. And and I think it's, I think expectations are huge and you can alter them at any time. Mm -hmm. Expectations. We've said this before, like be flexible with your expectations and then everybody wins, you know, it's, it's just a lot easier to do. And also if you get into a group or you get into a friendship and it's not working, it's okay to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's totally fine. I mean, I don't necessarily know if you need to ghost the chat or ghost the friendship, but you know, just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to take some time real quick and I'll, I'll hit you guys up later. That's all you need to do. You have an exit strategy. If you need a dip, you get out. Then you can come back in at your leisure or not come back at all. If you don't want to. Oh, side note. Okay. Hold on one mm-hmm. second. My parents are here and I said, mom, Hey, can you keep it super quiet? Cause I'm recording. She has the goddamn vacuum going. I was oh, like, well, can't no. hear it. Don't hear well, that's good. Cause it's yeah. so loud. And I'm like, and she's right outside my door. It's like I'm 16 all over again. She's like trying to wake me up for breakfast. I'm the like, pots and the pans. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> real out there. I was like, listen, I know I woke you up at 6 a.m., but I had to get my kids up. But like, listen, like, this is not cool. Right. I was told you I was rec- she's like, she's like that. Oh, I, oh, I didn't know I was bothering. You didn't know like a central vac system is going to be loud. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. But I do, I do think the expectations and being flexible, I do think you lead by example. Um, and you know, I bet you and her husband probably talked about that. Like, you know, we're going to make friends a little bit more and let's be a little bit more open and, mm-hmm. um, and you, you know, you can nurture it. And, and honestly, like Dan's like the best co-pilot with that too. Like oh, for sure. never yeah. let yeah. your drink go, go empty. He's always helping the conversation flow. He's a great listener. So mm-hmm. hats off to Dano. Cause I mean, like when he's in a conversation with me in a circle, it's, it's a hoot too. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's going to have a good co-pilot. He's fine. Yeah. He's a good weekend for sure. Yeah. For and sure. yeah, Landon, Landon, some of the, he's like, he knows his, he knows his entries. Mm-hmm. I'm always really impressed. Cause I'm, if I hear it, I pause the conversation. I was like, he's going to say something. He's going to say, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's great. I think that, um, you know, and maybe even a post chat about it with your mate, if you wanted to, yeah. You don't have to, but I think like just knowing like, well, how do you think the night went? And because it is important to understand, like, if you want to hang out with a group of people again, that's on the same page. 100%. You know? Yeah. It's not a one. And, it, and the one-on-one situation is totally up to you, but mm-hmm. it was a partner situation just to, you know, po- and I love those yeah. conversations too. Okay. They're like, yeah. that's probably why I got married is to have those conversations. Yeah. Because sometimes, <laughs> I mean, if you're with a couple, you might vibe more with one you know, like with the the wife more so than the husband or vice versa. And then it just like, you want to make sure that if it's a couple thing that both couples enjoy both parties in the couple. Cause I mean, we've had some friendships before. I'm like, listen, I love her husband, but you know, she's got like an hour and a half max in my book. And like, that's all I can take, you know? And Dan's like, same. Or he's like, really? Cause I feel like she and I could talk all night. I'm like, I, you typically do. So you know, it's like, you just kind of have to know, Again, like you're saying, just communicate with your partner and understand like, okay, how does this dynamic work? Correct. Correct. So what's um, your, your next tip? Okay. So oh. along with um, finding friends, I do think it's important to um, a stage of life. So mm-hmm. and it's, it's not, 
crucial. It's not a deal breaker, but I do think you have more bonding if it's the stage of life. And I've just noticed this recently in, in the place that I live, there's, there's, the ages are so vast and not that I'm not friendly, not that I'm not welcoming, not that I'm not saying yes, but I do understand, like, I'm going to have more in common with some people, you know, sure, like sure. based upon like your kids ages and what their activities are and that sort of thing. You know, but the things that are filling up your time right now. I mean, and let's yeah. be honest as, as parents, our kids activities are fill up a lot of our time. I mean, mm-hmm. we have other ac- things outside of our kids, but we also are the main carpoolers and, you know, the, the makers of the schedules. And like, we, yeah. we keep things running in the house and do our best to, you know, keep it all together. It, it's so I, I use that loosely in air quotes, friends together is a very, very loose term. <laughs> I think they know. They're like, these bitches don't know. (laughs) But no, it is. And it is a constant moving target of what keeping together is. But I do think that just, you know, knowing that stage of life is important um, and being very, you know, aware of that. I think if you're on the other side of that too, like you've already been through a life, like me, I have an example. I befriended someone who has kids much younger than mine and she's going through the exact same stage I did five years ago. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I see myself in her, not that I'm like a mentor or anything or the exact same age, but I'm like, I can bond with you cause I've been there and I can, but I'm trying not to be overly give advice. Yeah. Does that make sense? So then like, Absolutely. I don't want someone doing that to me. So it's just like those interactions, just be mindful. Um, I think that only give advice when asked upon oh, that's or to say one. like, this helps me. I'm not sure if this will help you just be very yeah, grounded in your advice giving. I love that. I think when framing your approach is key in any of these types of situations, because a lot of times like you can see like the hole that, you know, she might be trying to fill, but you don't want to step on her toes and be like, um, okay, you're doing this wrong. Let me give you some advice. It's like, okay, maybe this worked for me or, you know, like I have a friend whose kids are the exact same age and she's been telling me about this. And, you know, if you can find similarities with that, great. But again, I think it's all about how you frame it. And, you know, again, coming off as unsolicited advice, nobody needs it, but just understand, like, read the room, (laughs) you know, (laughs) read the room. And if she's open to receiving some things then maybe, you know, find your, your way you're going to get in there. But other than that, I mean, don't tell her her artichoke dip sucks, you know, like, I mean, just like read the room. If her kids having a tantrum, let the kid have a tantrum. You can't fix it. You know, like just, just understand, but Mm -hmm. you can definitely, she's like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Like something helped me blah, 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 fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Something like that is a good, is a good segue, but we don't, don't, well, just resist the urge to step in right away unless that friendship has moved into a different place. Yeah. Um, Like if Shannon says like, well, listen, here's what you need to do. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I mean, I think for us, we have 10 years. So it's like, you know, we've taken all of those, uh, the plastic covering, so to speak off the couch. Like <laughs> it's like, no, listen, girl, the couch is on fire right now. You don't see it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which though, I didn't know I, this is so off tangent, but like I was listening to Heather McMahon's recent, um, podcast and they were talking about people that eat weird things. And one of them was the line, the inside of a couch. I was like, people do that. So I download, I watched the show of, um, uh, my secret obsession on, um, TLC. I've never watched the show before. I it's am, insane, right? I have now entered a new phase in my life Yeah, to where I'm like, this is, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So highly recommend checking on that out. Just a side note. 
Um, Okay. So we're going to keep some friends. We've got them. Mm -hmm. They're in our pocket. They're in our phone. We're on the group chat. How are we going to keep them? Yeah. I think keeping friendships is, again, I think it's about knowing where to give and where to take space in friendships and knowing that not every friend is going to respond the way that you respond to things and that your friends are individual people. Mm -hmm. So just because you know, just going to use this, like Becky responds to you one way doesn't mean that, you know, Linda has to respond the same way. So you just kind of have to be in tune and aware of how you want to speak and handle friendships because not everybody takes things the same way. Um, but I think the, I, the, the older I get, the more communication and appreciation go a long way. I mean, just when Brittany left, um, you know, I, I was making new friends and I had so many new friends just reach out after she left and was like, how are you doing? She's thinking about you today. You know, if you want to go grab coffee or if you want to, you know, hang out later or go to the pool, like whatever it was, there was just so many, like com- that open communication was so nice, but this, the, the small act of appreciation of like, I just really appreciated that person reaching out they didn't have to. It was just a little text that came at the right time. And I was like, thank you so much. I mean, it just kind of filled that void of like, you know, I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it was going to be tricky, but it was just so nice to be thought of by other people. So that, you know, I think knowing kind of how you respond to those things is important because some people don't like to be bombarded with texts like that. It's like, oh, do I respond back? Like, hey, thinking about you, do I have to respond back and be like, thank I'm not really thinking about you, but thanks for thinking about me. Like some people just don't know, like, you know, it's not their thing to do that. So, and I think that that's also, again, being flexible with your expectations. If you send out a, a gesture to someone, don't anticipate it coming back to you. Just send it out with the like caveat of like, I'm just sending this to you just to say, Hey, there's no need to reply back, but just, you know, send it out. And then if you get something back, great. If not, just don't expect it. I mean, pretend like you're sending something to like a celebrity, like they're not probably not going to read, <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's just, the, it's just think, th- think about the gesture because you're doing it more for them and not for you. Because if you're actually yeah. doing that action to receive something back, then probably you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. if it is meant to be received the way that you're meant, meaning it to be, then, then there should be no expectations on the receiving end, you know, yeah. um, you're doing it to make them, you know, show appreciation. And then if they do that, decide to just give something back, then. And that's, and that's what you need. Great. But if yes. not, yeah. Um, yeah. I wrote down basically the same thing, but, um, but really knowing what's important to you in a friendship and not letting them decide what's important to you. Um, oh, I, I think that, that is, yeah. that is really crucial. Like if someone's telling you basically how to be a friend and it doesn't fit for you, which is fine. They can have expectations. They can have their, what's important to them, but if that's really like, you know, that doesn't vibe with me, then that's totally fine. And it may sting a little. Can I talk about the stinging of a friendship? Ooh, like, yes, please do. Yeah. 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 I mean, like that can happen and you can feel hurt. You can feel pain, but it, and what you go, it's drawing back to what you just said of communication. If you're going to communicate in your relationship with your partner, if you're going to communicate with your relationship with your parents and siblings, this is also a big communication. Like it can be fun and lighthearted and goofy and you can, do TikTok dances and you can bake brownies, but you know, you, I don't know why I put this together. <laughs> that was really weird. But I'm, I'm nodding, but also like, oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why did I go there? <laughs> this is not even two things that I do anymore. <laughs> um, but I think that if, 
because there is a serious part of relationships because that's where the growth happens. And I, you know, it doesn't have to be that all the time, but if that seriousness of where you guys lie, like communication wise and relationship wise are not matching up. Yeah. That, that might be something that it might not be jiving long-term because that's when toxic traits might show up mm, Okay, on either side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I don't believe that I think there's toxicity when people aren't meant to be together. I don't think there's toxic people. Does that make sense? Like, well, no, Jamie Lynn Spears, that bitch talking is toxic. <laughs> but like, <laughs> true, true, true. Mm-hmm. but I don't believe that everyone is so toxic. You know, I, could, like, I think that's a trigger word. Like he's so toxic. I'm like, maybe the energy together was toxic. You know, like maybe that, I just don't think that everyone's in this world is toxic because it's judging by someone else's interaction. So let's get, you know. Okay. Just my, just my two cents. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I think that just knowing yourself and what you want is the most important and being able to communicate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that also comes with like knowing who you are at this stage in your life of what you're willing to put up with and what you're not. I mean, some friendships, like if they feel easy, of course you want to lean into those and you want to keep, you know, kind of nurturing those and see where they're going to go. But if it feels like it's a forced fit, then you're like, I just don't have time. And you'll, you will, you will make room for people you want to make room for, and you will continue to push off or move the post it over, if you will, with people that you're just like, eh, no, not really you want to know a true sign of a friend initially. If you, after like the fifth or sixth interaction, you send them a GIF mm. and then they send one back or they laugh and send like a hashtag or an emoji or something like kind of equally as punny or funny. Right. That's the one. That's a keeper. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they're like, they're snarky the next day. I don't know. Or they're like kind of quick witted the next. It, it's, it's the back and forth. That's when you. Right. Yeah. That's yes, exactly. That's when it, it feels easy. Easy mm-hmm. things at this point or lean into those. Yes. yes. Okay. So do's and don'ts. Do you want to start with the do's or do you want to start with the don'ts? I like to end on a positive note. So let's start with the don'ts and then we'll round it up with the do's. All right. Get him out, girl. What you care? Okay. Don't. Don't be a doormat. Brittany. Mm-hmm. Doormat. Hold on, I'm going to tell you. So example A is that if you call somebody, yes, mm-hmm. I said call, and they only talk about themselves mm-hmm. and they don't ask about you, mm-hmm. might be a doormat. If okay. they say, hey, can you look after my cat for like the 80th time in a row and don't even say thank you, you might be a, you know, you might be a doormat. Just know if you're feeling taken advantage of and the friendship and the energy is not being reciprocated, you're probably right. Right. Trust your instincts on that. And again, trust if, your instincts. If it doesn't feel easy, let that one go. I think, that, mm-hmm. I think that people do seek out people that will be more flexible towards them and inviting, and because people do like to help out naturally, and that is a that is part of someone's love language that like they like to feel needed. But there is a yeah, of needed and then taken advantage of. Yeah, just know, and just know there the absolutely there are some people who they form friendships based upon what they're going to get out of a friendship. So, you know, it it may not be super easy to spot those people right away, but when you figure it out, you're like, ah, okay, you really only need me in your life because I have a houseboat. I get it. 
I don't personally have a house, but I'm just using that as an example. But mm-hmm. you're going to find those friends that like only want to hang out with you when they need something from you. And either that's cool with you or it's not, but just know how to identify that when it does happen. Right. Um, okay. Don't. Um, all right. We already went over that. Toxic vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brittany, mm-hmm. there's toxic vulnerability. Okay. <laughs> I like doing this. I feel like I'm in a college class. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So toxic vulnerability is basically when, and be there in uh, five actually coined this. I didn't do this. Yeah. But it, it, it just hit me because it's when someone shares something and then they make you feel obligated either advertently or inadvertently to share something equally as traumatic or as vulnerable as they just did. Right now you have the option to share as much as you want at the time. And that is your right. That is a hundred percent up to you. You should never feel that it is pressed upon you because someone else did. Now, if it's like something you've been wanting to share and it's going to bring you closer, I invite that, but don't yep. force that and right. don't let the other person force that. Exactly. And you, it's not a tit for tat situation. It is not a, I've bared my soul. Now it's your turn you don't have to go down that road with anybody. It's your choice. And you have like your foot is in control of your gas pedal emotionally. So you can, you know, press the brakes or you can press, you know, press the gas. It's up to you. But like, if you're in a relationship or a new friendship and it feels like they're really trying to like, you know, I I hate to use the word bully, but like strong arm you into sharing something. Don't, you don't have to share if you're not ready and it's okay. Trauma comes out in the weirdest ways. And it's not always about trauma, but it's always like, sometimes it's, it's, you know, like, I don't really want to tell you why this person and I don't get along or, you know, what's yeah. happening with me and my husband or like, there are just some friendships that aren't there yet. And it, they don't ever have to get that way. But like, you don't feel pressure just because somebody is, uh, you know, spewing out vulnerability and you're like, Ooh, put that away. Okay. Um, I put, don't change who you are now. Change is going to happen inevitably. And you will change as you grow, as you grow older, it's going to happen. Like your ideals are going to change, but fundamentally who you are, you know, that, yeah. you know, that what your deal breakers are, you know, what your triggers are, you know, what your inner workings and what your non-negotiables are. And yeah. those should never change. Like this is just who I am, mm-hmm. you know, and that's never going to change. So if you're changing who you are to be a part of a friend slash friend group, or just anybody in general, but I'm just going to label it here, then those maybe aren't your people because they're going to love you. Again. And then that's just, you would say that to third graders, but yeah. sometimes I think it's a good reminder. Like you don't just don't change. Yeah. yeah. And that's not to say you can't try something new that you've never done before. It's just fundamentally, like when you look at like your foundational pillars of who you are and what makes you, you, you don't have to let those things falter. You can try new activities. You can try a new way to dress. You can try new food. You can, yeah, well, those kind of things you can change all you want, but your foundational pillars of what makes you, you don't need to falter. Yeah, this is true. If someone's going to try to quiet your fire, blaze it up, girl. They got to go. Get, get, get. Do's. Okay. Do. Do. Okay. So I could initially find someone or people with the same interests slash values. Now, not that these can't always change because we're growing. Um, but I think initially people somewhat kind of in line with what you jive on is very important because something like force, like, Oh, I don't, 
that's, I don't agree with that at all. Like that's right. going to be hard to go overcome. <laughs> <You> know, <it's, laughs> there are those. And just like I said, knowing you're non-negotiables, but um, someone that you can kind of just even, and maybe they can challenge you a little bit on their frame of, frame of thought, but you have to kind of, you have to more or less be in line. Um, and even interest. I think interests are a great way to, to build, like you just said, tennis. By the way, one of my other good friends, Christy Leonard, she texted me um, as we were a couple of weeks ago. And she said, did you join a tennis club? She's like, you need to do that. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to, I was like, yeah, actually I have a, I have a lesson in a couple of weeks. And she's like, listen, I've made so many good friends through a tennis club. And so I think that's really great. Like it can become an interest. I, I wrote that down. Yeah. Okay. Do know your worth, know what you bring to the table. Yeah. This is yeah, so yeah. important. Um, because I think that it's so easy to hear the bad things in our minds, but like, you know, when you're going into a new friend group, know what you bring. Yeah. Um, I think having, Shannon is my friend. She's always like, listen, girl, this is what you bring to the table. And I know when I enter a social, social engagement, I'm like, listen, you want me on your side. Like right. I'm the best cheerleader. I'm funny as hell. I'm going to keep the conversation going. I'm great at parties. Like, I mean, I just, you know, I know. And so just know your worth and know that you're worth being around at all times. Right. Okay. It, um, absolutely. You add to that? Well, I was just going to say, it's kind of one of those things like, Brittany, it would be great to bring to a cocktail party, maybe not so much a quiet art gallery because she's going to make, you know, some inappropriate comments about art that not everybody might get. And you're like, maybe, was this the right fit for this situation? Ah, I don't know. So you, you just got to have to know, like, where do you put me? Listen, I would take her anywhere because she's funny and it would be like the best time no matter where we're at. But, you know, you've seen that meme. It's like there are certain people you can't be set beside during serious situations like yeah. it's kind of the two of us at, at some points because we just make everything awkward and we laugh inappropriately at most things. So you kind of just have to know, like, like he's adult. You're, <laughs> you're like, oh, man, it's in seventh grade humor. It's exactly. Weird. Exactly. So if you're cool with that and, you know, again, you know, that's your worth and that's what you bring to the party, then just be honest with who you are as a person. Yeah. Yeah. And too, like, I think that, you know, Shannon has great like strengths come into something like she's going to be the fix that she's going to be like, here's what I need to think you need to do. And she's going to offer like great tangible tips. She has life hacks. Like, have you seen our Instagram? It's over a million <laughs> views on this like shirt thing. And she, cause it was a life hack. She's going to solve life for you. So like, that's knowing her worth. Like she knows what she brings to the table. I tell her all the time. And so, you know, it's, yep. you just know your strengths. And honestly, if no one has told you, then come to hang out with us. We'll tell you. Right. Well, we're really good at identifying what makes you amazing. We're oh yeah. Really good at pointing out your superhero strengths. What makes, you know, like we get it. We get it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like just get us on a zoom call and then yeah. we won't <laughs> we'll have um, it figured out in no time. And we did say this earlier, but I think it's just, you know, important to step outside your comfort zone. Um, even if you know, it's mentally going to exhaust you, maybe there's going to be a positive about it out of it. You might be proud of yourself at the end of it. You might be like, Oh gosh, I did that. But man, it was really exhausting, but you're going to, you know, but you're going to have a little bit more strength behind you. It's just like working out. Like you have to flex these muscles if you're going to get better at it. And if it were up to me, no joke, I would lay in my bed all day long and just binge out on reality TV and let life go cruising by. I like that. But now I know that I need to step outside my comfort zone right. into this big bright world. And you know, you just know that you can do it. Your energy. Yes, will yes exactly. Muscle, I, I know that you guys can't see this, but I'm going to do this little diagram because I do it 
all the time of like, this is your comfort zone and this is where the magic happens. You got to jump out and get to the magic because nothing, everything comfortable happens in your comfort zone. That's legit why it has its name. So if you're comfortable just being comfortable, then great. But like the magic happens when you get out of your comfort zone. I promise. Oh, you can yeah. go back in anytime, but like just hop out every now and again and see what else is out there. I mean, that's what mashed potatoes are for. Like, yes, go back to the mashed potatoes and the comfort and then, but you have to be able to, you know, branch out a little bit. So I think, um, well, yeah, those are, those are my notes. And I think I love it. It, yeah. it, it, took a, it took a little, little moment this morning, just trying to figure out like what it meant for me the last 10 years and actually like mm-hmm. the last two months. So I like yeah. I had to do a zoom out and then just put bullet points. And that was a lot. And I was like, well, this is a lot. This is a lot going on today. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I wasn't afraid to be this emotional. Aww. <laughs> No. Well, how, like for you in your, your new world, like, how's it going? Like, do you feel like you're, you're finding your people? Cause we've talked about this before. It's like trying to find your people and do you search for them or do you let them find you? Like, you know, how does that happen? <laughs> um, you know, I have found a couple that are like cool, but like, I'm a very like small group person. So mm-hmm. that's fine with me. I don't need a lot. Um, I'm very, alone type person. I just always have been. I, I do better alone. It's just weird, but then I can. No, it's your human off. design. We'll talk about that in a future episode, but yes, the, you're yes. just designed that way as a human. Yeah. So, and I enjoy that. Um, but it's, it's going very well for where I thought it would be. I thought, would, I thought I'd be light years behind where I is. I am right now and to where it has been right now, like where it's going. Like I do, like we have a carpool line I'm in a mommy group, which sounds fucked up in my head. I'm like, I hate mm-hmm. mom groups, but it works. Um, and I have met people. I'm like, you know, I understand like where they're going to fit in my life and, you know, and some of them want to be more part of my life than I can let them. And I'm like, how do I let them down? And, you know, so I've slowly pulled back and, you know, so it's, it's a push and pull, but I think, you know, then I'm 38, I'm very in line with what I can give people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned is that there's two, I'm very, I think at 38, I, it, you never stop surprising yourself. Oh, for it, sure. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like when you put yourself out there kind of, and you're like, Oh wow. I'm, that really surprised me. So that's really cool. Um, and then how, how important it is to be honest, like really brutally honest and the payout that can bring. Yeah. That's what I've learned. And so I just being really honest with some friends and, um, I've had <laughs> no joke. I've had people ask me questions and say, mm, I'm not really, I'm not really comfortable answering that. That's me being honest. And then I've, I've legit asked people, a person, a question like about her life. And she's like, I don't want to answer that. I'm like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. Cause I respected it. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I, listen, that's real. if you're, if you're making new friends that already set boundaries, like in within two conversations, keep those people close because they respect you and they respect themselves. And that is, that's what you want in a friendship. You want mutual respect. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Um, I do. Oh, two more things to add. If you do see someone who's a new mom and they're kind of lost, maybe give them a little, cause they're not going to reach out to you. I, they I already do, feel overwhelmed. So they already feel yeah. overwhelmed. <laughs> One and, more interaction just seems like a mountain to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe just send them a text. If you have their number, if not message them or 
it's if you see them at a social whatever you see them just be like girl you doing it listen you got when you this. say new mom do you mean like new baby mom or like new mom to you or just i think honestly like group? If, if she looks overwhelmed and the babies okay. are small and diapers of any kind they girl you got this yeah do not say it gets better or you'll you'll wish this was, you know, you'll wish you, you were here again. Do not say those. And, and maybe not let's get away from the phrase. Oh, enjoy every minute. I miss when my kids were this age. And it's like in the moment when you're going through it, there's nothing you want more than to get out of this stage because you're tired of the tantrums. You're tired of being tired all the time. You're tired of like just the mental exhaustion and the emotional exhaustion that comes from raising small humans. I mean, they are exhausting the exhaustion gets different when they get older, but it's just like, just like every stage is going to change. You're going to change as a parent with every stage, just as your kids do. So like, but also it like avoid the cliches. I mean, if you're seeing a mom have a hard time, you know, like maybe make a funny face at her kid or, you know, try to diffuse the situation without telling you're like, Oh, it gets better. Cause all she wants to do is tell you to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I did say, I did say, the okay so i have a new friend and she like i just said she's you know she's on the struggle bus you know uh-huh. lots going on and she's like yeah but i heard it gets better and i was like mm-hmm. i was like well it just depends on how you look at it i was like yeah. but yeah. um it's just different and i think i was like but either way you're going to do a bang up job you're doing a good job now and you'll do a good, good job later um it don't say also like how can i help just be like you know what? i'm really good at this mm-hmm. and then do it yeah if just it's someone that you could, yeah, I mean, just drop something off at her house. If you know, it's just like a, a quick dinner that she didn't have to think about, or, you know, somebody that you feel comfortable doing that with, then don't wait for them to ask what they need. I mean, if you want to say, how can I help go for it? But like, that's it, another, it's, it's again, them. it's another like layer of decision-making that that person has to make to give you an answer to make you feel better because you're asking because you want to help, which is a great thing to do. But sometimes when people ask for help, it creates more work on that person to give them a job to do to help. So just kind of keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, And then my second thing was in the friendships you've already solidified and that you're like with us and that you've had a lot of growth and they're going to be lifelong friendships. Like, I think it's important, you know, to just set schedules and, you know, set trips and plans and, you know, have something to look forward to. Um, Mm -hmm. because I know that, you know, I don't know for a lot of friends out there, but if you are apart and even if you're together, I think it just speaks to sisterhood, um, you know, and friendships that if you have something to look forward to, you have that camaraderie, you have a, you have that something that is going to bring you back together. I think that's just so important because it's, it is what bonds us as a community. Like females are meant to constantly be together. I do believe in that tribe mentality. Like, you know, like someone was making the quilts, someone was taking care of the kids. And so we weren't always meant to be apart and just having that, that one event that's going to draw you back together to where, yeah, you could talk about just everything under the sun and fill the bucket. It's important. So make sure you make those plans and, you know, like we have our Marco, Marco days and then we love it. Yeah. um, we have plans and, you know, we have things and like, we have, we have something to look forward to. So yes. it doesn't feel so distant. Yeah. I actually, I've got two quick little stories for that. Um, my mother-in-law always says that a human needs three things, something to do, something to love and something to look forward to. 
I know, right? I'm like, that's so true. That's she oh, didn't make that up, but like she says it all the time, and I, I fucking love it. Um, and then if that's it, not on a board somewhere in TJ Maxx that they're in contact. Well, you know, I did have it framed for her for Hanukkah last year, so she fucking loves it. I know she's the best. Um, but I did have another story that I read that um, it's it's about a, a group of women that used to get together and they would go down to the river and wash their clothes together, and you know they were. there's like four or five of them, you know, and that was their time to like hang out and talk about, you know, life and their kids and their husbands and their life and all these things. And then one by one, they all got washing machines. So they stopped going down to the river, but one by one, they each started getting more and more depressed and not because they were doing laundry, but because they lost that community and that interaction between each other because they weren't going down every day to see each other. And they lost what that, that magic of like what it is to feel connected as a group. And I, I love that story. Cause I feel like that is what I feel like with this podcast and with this community that we've created. Cause it's, we all have our own stuff going on and we, but we can all come together and just kind of relate in like, you know, vent about things or talk through things or laugh about things and giggle about things. And it's like that community that we've created that, that makes it feel so special and so like electric, you know, when we're, when we're all together in this little group. Oh, I totally yeah. So thank you, Zen friends, for, for doing that. I mean, this is so great. And, you know, we're just so happy that, you know, you guys continue to be along on this friendship journey with Brittany and myself. And, you know, you allow us and gift us this space to do this. And, you know, you keep tuning in for all of our crazy shit. We really appreciate you. So if you haven't caught any other episodes before this, we do. We're going to try to do two a week. <clears throat> Excuse me. We usually do one social catch up, which is like pop culture. And then we're trying to bring in our regular episodes where we talk about all the stuff under the sun, um, no issues off the table. It's really fun. And we try to keep it lighthearted, but also a little bit introspective so we can all grow and flourish together. Exactly. Hey, so mm. thanks for stopping by and we will see you next time. Bye friends. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.